When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. It's that time of the week. It's Doggy Pod time. Hello everyone, we're back. Yeah, it's the Doggy Pod for 2021. I'm Dr. Rob Zanet with the fantastic producer. <laughs> yes, he's still good with the compliments. I'm producer Stephen Peters and it's wonderful to be back for another season of fun, uh, an informative and sometimes silly look at the life of dogs told as, as only the Doggy Pod can. Yeah, and this is our first one for the year, as we said, like the first dogs. Now, have we spoken about first dogs? I'm, Stephen, I'm not talking about the first dogs that were some 20 or 40,000 years ago. I'm ter- talking about the family first dogs. Mm. Now, in the past, it's been Portuguese water dogs. But now, there are some new dogs in the White House. President Trump um, was the first president in a long time not to have dogs. Yeah, in, there's a good reason for that. Yeah, there you go. Um, and President Joe Biden, along with his wife, Dr. Jill Biden, have their two dogs in there. Do you know what they are? No, what are they actually? German Shepherds, Major ah, and Champ. You love German Shepherds. I do actually. And they're in there guarding the premises with, uh, I guess, the Secret Service, though the dogs will do a better job. We know that, along with everybody else in the White House. And I think that's one of the things that we're going to look forward to doing this year, maybe having a, a breed of the week. Um, and talk about different breeds. Yeah, I, I really think that's a good idea because there's lots of breeds that we know a little bit about, but they actually are really, really interesting breeds that have a great story. Well, talking about breeds, of course, dog ownership has spiked during the pandemic. So I guess one piece of good news is that there are uh, very few dogs in dog shelters. Yeah, yeah that so is a good thing. So lots of people have decided they do want a much-loved four-legged family member. So what's in this episode for those family members? Well, have you ever wondered why some dogs are so hungry all the time? Yeah, yeah, my dog is hungry all (laughs) the time. Now, also, is there such a thing as a naturally aggressive breed of dog? A Mm. dog that is just always cranky and it's it's in the way it's been bred. 
Yeah, and the other thing I want to talk about, for those of you lucky enough to be able to get on the plane, or I guess if you call it luck and fly somewhere, uh, what about taking a dog with you? What do you do if you wish to take your dog along on travelling on the aeroplane? But first, as we always do here on the Doggy Pod, uh, it's been a long summer, Rob. What's been happening at the clinic? Well, it's been pretty heavy here at the moment. Uh, unfortunately, in the state of New South Wales in our country, in Australia, the DPI seems to have got a directive. So who's the DPI? Department of Primary Industry. Right. Now, the minister said he's trying to bring out laws to try and stop puppy farmers, which we are all for. We don't want dogs overbred. We don't want dogs not looked after. We don't want them in cramped, horrible conditions where they're not looked after and uh, yeah, fighting each other and really just cruel. The females are bred every season. Not good. Mm. But unfortunately, they've told the RSPCA, here's some money, get some inspectors and go and get these dog breeders. And what they're doing is they're getting all the dog breeders. Stephen, the minister said this would not affect the hobby breeder. But well, what, what are they doing? They're going and inspecting the if premises. If you bred one litter, they'll come and inspect. Oh, no. you fed, Look, there's stories like you wouldn't believe. One story is they've been told, no, you've got to have 1.8 metre fences. And yes, that's prescribed law. But the man owns dachshunds. Why does he need <laughs> 1.8 metre fences? Outcome is more important than prescription law. For goodness sakes, where is their brains? They're saying, oh, all your dogs need dentals. Some of these dogs are 13, 14 years old. The anaesthetic may well kill them. But mm. no, no, they've got to have dentals. I mean, what, who, do you, what do you mean got to have dentals? Oh, because the, the, their teeth aren't clean enough. Who made them the veterinarians? Right, okay. You know, they're, they're inspectors. Some of these inspectors have just been employed by the RSPCA with no training in animal feed. Oh, you're getting controversial I now, I am Rob. very, very angry with the RSPCA. I have tried and tried and tried to meet with them. And yes, they say yes, 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 but nothing has happened. I think it's time to start getting out there in the public arena and saying what is going on. So Why? this is obviously to get rid of, you know... Um, it's supposed to be. Back, it's supposed to be for, back, for puppy farmers. Yeah, That exactly. was the whole idea. That's what the minister said. We've got to get rid of these puppy farmers. Well, you've gone about it the wrong mm. way, Well, fellas. and we all agree, uh, agree they should, of course. Oh, puppy farmers are horrendous. You know, I abhor dogs being locked up in small cages and bred all the time. I abhor that. But that's not the people they're going after. Ooh, okay. Well, we'll leave that little uh, discussion mm. right there. Oh, gee. Rob, you're really out there. Um now, listen, we've all been trapped inside now for more than we'd ever want to be. And for many people, it's a great excuse, or it's been a great excuse to finally get a dog, the dog they've always wanted. And the doggy pod, for all of those people that are new to owning a dog, this is your one-stop shop to learn everything you need to know. All of our episodes are on whatever platform you listen to your podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, you name it. We're there. So if you're new to the Doggy Pod family, please go back, have a listen to some of our previous episodes, and there'll be lots of interesting stuff you can find there to, to help you uh, start your life with your dog. Now, speaking of dogs, which is kind of all we do, really... Um, <laughs> And I love it. <laughs> My dog is only small, but is always hungry. Yep. She'll have her dinner, and then 10 minutes later, she's looking at you like, where's my dinner? And I know all dogs are the same. What is it with dogs that 
they're just always hungry. They never kind of think, well, that's it, I've had dinner, I'll just go and sit down now. And ah, have, have no, 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 Stephen, not all dogs are well, created the dogs. same. There are breeds that are far from hungry. Some people come saying, how can I get my dog to eat more? Especially, really? oh, especially Great Danes, would you believe? Yeah, great big Great Danes, mm-hmm. and they can't get enough food in them. Um, sometimes Maltese, little white dogs, mm-hmm. poodles, of course, very fussy eaters. Uh, and the old English sheepdogs can be very fussy either. So there's quite a few breeds. I mean, if your dog is changes and all of a sudden becomes very hungry and was just a normal sort of dog or was never a real hungry dog, you should get it checked out. What can cause too much hunger? Well, diabetes, of course, too much sugar in your blood because the sugar's not getting into the cells, insufficient insulin. That means that you're always hungry. So what's a bad diet for a dog that would cause it to get diabetes? Oh, it's, it's usually not dietary-induced. It's, oh, okay. uh, diabetes is usually because there's a problem with the pancreas. There's special cells. The pancreas is an organ. You've all probably heard of pancreatic cancer. Mm. It's the organ there, the pancreas, that does two functions. One, it produces enzymes to help you digest your food. They go into your intestines. And two... It produces insulin that goes into your uh, bloodstream and it opens up a little gate, if you like, in the cells to allow sugar to get into the cells. Not enough insulin, not enough sugar in the cells. The body says, I'm hungry, I'm not feeding your cells. That's what diabetes is. Cushing's disease is different. It's caused by one of two things, either a problem in what's called the adrenal glands or further up in the pituitary gland. And that's bad news when it's a pituitary gland because very, very hard or usually impossible to treat. Cushing's disease occurs when the body produces too much cortisol or cortisone, if you like, if you've heard of cortisone. They're mm. very, very similar. The natural um, product in the body is cortisol. Um, and it makes you want to drink a lot and wants to eat a lot, retain fluid to get a, a real belly full of fluid and put weight on. It has to be diagnosed by blood test and then your vet can do something about that with uh, depending, depending on what sort of Cushing's disease you have. And of course, there are drugs that cause you to want to eat a lot. Antihistamines and of course, cortisone itself for allergies will make you want to eat a lot. But we've talked in the past that you've had people bring their dogs in here that are you know, overweight and oh, yeah. dragging their stomachs on the ground. Yeah. So the challenge, I think, for most dog owners is when your dog gives you that look, Yep, uh, it's yeah. hard to resist. Oh, look, I mean, the Labrador is a classic. There are hungry breeds out there. And so I'm not shying away from that. Let's get back to that question. Why are many dogs yeah, many. so hungry all the time? You know, dogs like Labradors, of course. They, if a Labrador doesn't want to eat or a pug doesn't want to eat, they are very, very sick animals. Something really bad going on inside them. But it comes from, dogs come from, you know, the, the evolution of dogs, the DNA, if you like, of dogs has been to sit there and take food from us. We go hunting together mm. and then we feed our dogs. That's evolved over thousands of years. This arguments have dogs been with us for some 14,000 years or 40,000 years, who knows. But the bottom line is they have evolved wanting food from us. They look after us after us in other ways we feed them look after them in that way so yeah if you're eating they're saying well hang on what about me it's it's in my dna <laughs> the you know the unwritten contract was that you're going to feed me so where's my food pretty much part of, of just being a dog but you have to put a clamp on it because in western society we like to eat three times a day at least mm. plus snacks a dog's intestine is much shorter than ours they are used to eating 
probably four or five times a week in the wild, and that's in a very good season. You know, a pack of wolves, when they go hunting, if they are very efficient hunters, they'll make a kill about 17 to 20% of the time. That's all. Wow. And they go hunting all the time. So just be aware that you don't want to be overfeeding your dog. Don't be giving your dog food all the time because you're not giving his intestines time to rest for a start. You know, feed him once a day is plenty. You might want to feed him at night. And in the morning, you could give him maybe one of these hard biscuits to help or a, a bone once a week, of course, f- to keep his teeth clean. But just do not overfeed them. So what happens with those dogs that are really overweight? For me, um, it's something I really don't like to see when the dog is suffering simply because the owner's been too kind. You know, they come in here and say, oh, you've got the moving coffee table, I see, because they're so broad in the back. Or, you know, I should charge you double because you've got two dogs in one skin. Uh, I see that way too often. It's really important. People say, oh, it's because of COVID or whatever. I'm not exercising my dog enough. That's not the truth. Your dog, your dog has four legs and really exercise is not going to take weight off him unless you're out west herding sheep all day long and cattle running around all day long. You, you, know, you have to burn a lot of energy for a dog. You have to do a lot of exercise for them to lose weight through exercise. The main way they put on weight is too much food going into their mouths. You've got to decrease it. So part of the problem, or not problem, but one of the reasons is that, as you say, the dog, when it sees you eating, it just assumes it's my turn. Even though I've just had my own dinner, uh, it would happily then just have another feed because... Oh, yeah. The pack pack is eating. The pack is consuming. We've we've made a kill. I mean, to us, yeah, to to, uh, to, to our dogs, when we come home with all this groceries, they think, wow, what a hunter you must be. Every day you bring home... (laughs) You know, sausages and pork chops and steak and meat and biscuits and what sort of a... You, you are just a fantastic I'm so boss. glad you're my yeah, owner. Yeah, now give me some food. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's not the ideal. If love and food do not equate, despite Italians telling you that all the time. And I know I'm Italian. My mother always mangi, figlio, mangi, eat, eat. You know, we just put out a few snacks if you've had lunch. That sort of attitude, it's not necessary. It's just not necessary to put out that many snacks for a dog at all. So don't feel bad when your dog gives you that look and you just say, no, got nothing, I'm afraid. Okay, there's, I think it's fair to say there would be no breed of dog that Dr. Rob wouldn't know a fair bit about. And I've always wondered, is there such a thing as a naturally aggressive dog? I mean, we hear about pit bulls and, and other dogs like that. Um, but are there dogs that are that is actually in their DNA, it's in their genes to be an aggressive, angry, fierce dog? Or is that something that's bred into them by their owners? Um, it's not so much bred into them. What or trained t- into them. I yeah, that's know. the tr- truth. Domestication is just that domestication means we don't attack people whether you're a cow or a horse or a chicken we don't attack people domestication means we actually work with people and uh, domestication of dogs occurred even before agriculture started in humans before before we set out uh, and did agriculture we actually domesticated our dogs and it was fact dogs that started us off on being able to settle in one area because they help us with herding animals and being able to gather food. 
together. We're, we actually came on as a species, as humans, because of what dogs did for us. And so it's in their DNA not to attack. However, we have selected for what's called dominant breeds and yeah, more friendly breeds, I guess, more affable breeds. And the dominant breeds, if they're not reared properly, will launch into an attack all too quickly. And so what are the dominant breeds? Of course, unfortunately, pit bulls were bred for their aggression. Now, I can take a pit bull puppy and it will be the best dog you'd ever want to live with. Uh, my friend, Caesar Milan, I love him or hate him, he has saved a lot of lives of dogs that are red zone dogs, dogs that he calls red zone that will attack very easily because of the environment they've had. He's retrained them, reprogrammed them, and they are great with kids and families. So it's all doable because dogs are domesticated. But which dogs will easily turn aggressive if you don't bring them up properly? As I said, the dominant breeds, the pit bull terriers, uh, the Akita, the, it's a Japanese breed, mm. which is a fighting dog, um, chows, because they are guard dogs and fighting dogs as well, chow chows. Uh, of course, Rottweilers, Dobermans, German Shepherds are all dominant dogs. Train them properly and they are the best family dogs that you'll ever own. People will tell you this. You know, they're just fabulous. But left to their own devices, they'll find their own industry. They'll find their own jobs, be it I'm going to guard this place no matter what and I'm going to attack anyone that comes here. You know, dogs want to do something to please us. And if we don't work with them and show them what we want, Sure, they'll turn aggressive. I don't believe there's a naturally aggressive dog in the domesticated dog family. You know, canines, there's a vast number of canines right around the world, and some of those are wild dogs still. They're not domesticated, but domesticated, you know, Canis familiaris, they are just a wonderful uh, species of animal brought up correctly because they do need that interaction with people. Um, you can bring up any of them to be very, very affable great family members but why do some breeds of dogs end up popping up time and time again like pit bulls and like because, yeah, and no they do N not because they're naturally aggressive but they're naturally dominant you know compared to say a labrador that's you know or pug that's you know hardly you know, <laughs> pretty casual to see a dog very, hey what's going on here and they're just friendly dogs golden retrievers friendly dogs these are all friendly dogs um, German shepherds rottweilers dobermans have bred to be dominant they're, they're out there and they're dominant. Now, if you don't train them, and that's the problem, it's humans that cause dog bites, in my opinion, not dogs. Mm, mm. Uh, so if you just bring them up properly and allow them to be trained properly and be part of the family, interact with them, give them some time. They deserve a bit of time each, you know, twice a day. Do all that and they're fine. But yes, it's those breeds, those dom dominant breeds, and you're right, they turn up all the time because people haven't treated them properly they will, ones will turn into aggressive dogs. I'm not saying dogs can't be aggressive, but they're not naturally aggressive. Now, hopefully this horrible pandemic is starting to wind down and more of us are able to move around the country a little bit more and a lot of people want to take their dogs on holidays with them of course and we've done uh, an episode of doggy pod before about traveling with your dogs in the car but what if you're flying somewhere and you uh, you know put your dog in the old cargo hold what uh, mm -hmm. what, what sort of <clears throat> i can't imagine that's a good experience for your dog but um 
what sort of um, are there some drugs you should be giving your dog before you go into that sort of environment because I'd imagine a dog would get very scared and not know what was going on well yeah there are things you should do long before you think about traveling with your dog things that you should do in fact even to get your dog ready for any form of travel be it um, car plane or on a boat one of the things you should first do is crate train your dog and certainly in the plane they're going to have to be in the crate mm. and now in many areas of the world it's law to either have your dog in a crate or at least in with seat belts on in the harness if you're traveling in the car so crate train your dog how do you do that buy a reasonable sized crate so he's comfortable in that crate can turn around and lie down and just start feeding the meal your dog's meals should be in the crate just leave the door open you don't have to shut them in but put the food in the crate uh, get some balls or whatever it is that your dog might like to play with and put your hand in with that ball and just play inside the crate with your dog so your dog starts to feel comfortable in the crate in fact very often you'll see people leave the crate in the bedroom and leave it open the dog will go in there and just lie down that's where they want to be it's not uncommon um, noise is going to be the other thing so what we do believe it or not is I crate train the dog and they'll also have them in the lounge room with some very loud music playing so oh, they get used yeah. to, to noises. And, you know, a bit of old Led Zeppelin maybe. Oh, oh. And the neighbours, if they complain, just say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm just training my dog. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> so you get them used to noises because there'll be lots of banging and, and different sounds. Um, that's very, very important. Hydration is equally important. Make sure they have a good drink of electrolytes beforehand. Some crates actually can have little um, water bottles in it for dogs, and they're ideal, and fill them up with an electrolyte supplement so the dog can have a bit of a drink and has a bit of electrolytes going in. Uh, the other thing you can do is give your dog some ginger tablets uh, beforehand, about an hour before you put them in the crate to travel. Ginger helps settle the tummy right down and just make them you know, avoids too much motion sickness for your dog. Now, tranquilizers and things like that depends on your dog and how much work you've done with them. I don't like. You have tran- to be pretty careful. Yeah, you? I don't like tranquilizers because you know, the dog can fall asleep and bend its neck and all of a sudden can't breathe. Not good. The most I would sort of say would be a natural herbal supplement like valerian, but I do not like giving uh, tranquilizers. You can avoid them very, very easily because you can do that with just. Uh, training all the dog to enjoy the crate to begin with then you don't have to worry about tranquilizers because it must absolutely freak them out when they would hear those engines roar and start rumbling down the runway absolutely i mean but if they're in a the other thing you can do is you can get a crate that's um reasonably uh solid and has a bit of um what they call soundproofing inside the crate as well that can help you can get a soundproof not totally soundproof crate but it'll be a lot better than just like we say all that noise and the you know, the wheels coming up and the dog thinks, I hope those wheels go down and set properly. I'm sure they think that. (laughs) (laughs) I know I do. (laughs) So, yeah, it's the sort of thing that the dog has to sort of get used to. So some put him in the crate, get him used to the crate, make the crate a happy place, you know, lock him in, play music, just gently bang on the crate as well so he gets used to banging noises. But be there, you know, talk to the dog. Hey, how are you going? Good dog, good dog, while you're banging on the crate. Isn't that fun? Yeah, you can give them something to chew on if you want to as well. But, you know, be careful. You don't want them choking, of course. So be careful what you decide to give your dog to make them comfortable. 
And of course, we're all used to the term quarantine now, but you know, dogs that come in from overseas need to be quarantined uh, normally uh, when they come to Australia. Yeah, it's a long um, trip from some countries, uh, from Europe and, well, just about all and, countries apart from New Zealand. But, you know, um, pandemic aside, what's, yep. what's the reasoning for a quarantine? Is that so they can be observed to see if they have any disease or something Correct. we don't it's want just, in this country? Just like COVID, we're just, you know, we've got, uh, we don't have um, rabies in this country. We don't have foot and mouth in this country. So it's just all animals that come to this country have to be quarantined. But are they, how are uh, they tested? How, how, how do, do they know? Dogs, with dogs, the, they start the testing six months out. In fact, they will do a rabies vaccination. Uh, a month later, they'll take some blood. If the dog has a good teeter against rabies, then six months after you've taken the blood, he can come to, to Australia because you know no signs of rabies have come out. They test for other exotic diseases like, say, brucella. Brucella canis causes infertility in dogs, can make them very sick, but causes a lot of infertility in males and females. And there's a host of other diseases. They have to have pass all those tests first, then they get fly into Australia. In Australia, we only have one quarantine station now. It's in Melbourne. And they go into there for, depending on if they've done all the tests properly and passed them, they're in there for 10 days only, and then they can come out. Okay, that kind of wraps up our first episode for 2021. It's good to be back. Um, now, I'm sure um, Rob will want to send us away with some words of wisdom, which he does like to do. I hope that all of you, um, as the weather cools off a bit, is the weather going to call off? Well, it will. In a little bit. Yeah. Take your dog's training. Do five to ten minutes training. And if you think your dog can't count, show him that you put three treats in your pocket. Then just give him two treats. <laughs> He'll count. <laughs> See you next week, folks. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns.